Hi everyone, this is Aaron Larson, Executive Editor of Power Magazine, and you are listening to the Power Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Chip Brightenkamp. He is the Vice President of Business Development for Nanograph Technologies. Chip, thanks for joining me, and if you don't mind, just tell a little bit about your company and, and what you do there. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Uh, pleasure to, to be here with you. Um, yeah, and as you said, I'm VP of Business Development for Nanograph. You know, we're still a, a startup based in Chicago, and we make materials that drop into anode formulations of lithium-ion batteries. So it's a low-cost drop-in material that can increase energy densities of lithium-ion batteries by anywhere between 20 and 40 percent. So uh, you can imagine having your cell phone run, you know, much longer and sort of relevant to recent news, you know, in terms of electric vehicles, be able to push the range of electric vehicles, you know, by again, up to 40% by just adding our material. Yeah. It sounds like a very innovative design. From what I understand, it's kind of a silicon based anode material. Is that unique? And, and are other companies also doing this type of uh, research and development? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, Silicon as an anode material has been around for quite some time, probably, I would say, 20 years. So, you know, the idea of using silicon isn't new. It's a, it's a great material um, because it stores, you know, about 9 to 10 times as much lithium as graphite can store. And graphite is, of course, what's used today in anode formulations. You know, nanograph has been working on, you know, sort of the challenges that are associated with silicon, again, for about eight years now. And those challenges are... Um, you know, as lithium is taken into silicon particles, you know, during charge and discharge cycles of the battery, it swells, it cracks, and it sort of falls apart. And what, you know, Carrie and Josh and, and the, the co-founders of Nanograph have been working on is a way to utilize graphene and other coating treatments to allow those particles to swell and contract, but hold them together. Um, you know, graphene is a huge part of that. And, you know, I, I, I really credit Carrie and the team here for recognizing you know, a lot of the benefits of graphene early on. And that's what we've been working on. It is a silicon material. But what differentiates us, again, is, is the way that we can encapsulate that silicon material like a balloon um, so that we can increase the lifetime of the material in the battery. It doesn't just fall apart after charging and discharging, you know, 20 or 30 times, you know, we're talking about hundreds of cycles. And that's the goal, obviously, for, for electric vehicles, you know, anything that needs to last a long time, we want to be able to take advantage of the energy density that silicon can provide, but also provide a, a suitable lifetime for that battery. So what I'm hearing is it, it does both. It not only increases the length of the charge that, that you can get energy out of these batteries, but it also extends the life of the battery. Is that true? That's right. Exactly. Okay. Again, it's, it's really about being able to leverage that energy density that silicon can provide, but provide a battery that, that's going to be able to last long enough for it to be useful in a consumer electronic device or an electric vehicle. That's right. And energy storage, of course, is is a hugely important uh, piece of the puzzle when it comes to expanding renewables out in the world. So do you see these types of batteries being used in stationary storage uh, technology as well as, uh, you know, for electric vehicles? Is this something that will be kind of widespread across the energy storage industry? 
Absolutely. You know, that's, that's certainly the dream. And it may be a little bit further out than electric vehicles um, simply due to cost. You know, everything is really tied to cost when it comes to electrification. Um, but you're exactly right. I mean, you can imagine scenarios, you know, where, you know, basically be completely off a grid, you know, sort of these distributed energy situations where you're using solar power to generate electricity, but then you're, you know, you've got some sort of battery system that can store that. And, you know, obviously with silicon, that means you can store more, more energy in a much smaller space. So that's absolutely right. You know, I I think people like the military are looking at that. Um, But even utilities, again, further down the line, I think that's going to be a reality uh, once the costs um, we can get the cost of batteries to to a sufficiently low level. Yeah, and you mentioned the military. Now, I think Nanograph actually has some contracts with the Department of Defense. Is that correct? Where you're working on technology that would help and benefit the military? Yeah, that's right. The, they've been really great to us, and we love working with the DoD. You know, we've been working with them quite some time, and then most recently, back in July, we announced about a 1.65 million dollar project. Um, that we have just kicked off with them. Um, it's, you know, people don't realize how important lithium ion batteries have become to soldiers in the field. Uh, you think about all of the gear, all the electronics that are now become, you know, a really crucial part of warfare, whether it be, you know, night vision, you know, other types of optics, GPS, communications, everything a soldier has has to do in the field, you know, really relies on being able to power a lot of devices. And, you know, for that reason, you know, depending on, you know, the, where you, where you find the number, it's anywhere between 15 and 25 pounds of batteries that a soldier has to take with them in the field. And so what we're trying to do is utilize our technology to create batteries that have, you know, much higher energy density, but are much lighter in weight. And uh, that's that's the project that we set out on with the, with the military. And again, it's a two year project to leverage our technology and, and batteries that are designed to be out in the field to be able to again lengthen the the ability, lengthen the missions for these soldiers. You know, so they're they're not you know in a situation where they don't have power out in the field, but also just be able to lighten the load as well. And um, again, you know, the bigger dream there is also being able to create sort of distributed energy in the field where, you know, they can easily pop up a, a solar setup um, to generate electricity. And, and then you're able to uh, utilize batteries, you know, with our technology um, that can store that energy and, and they can have that wherever they're at. Uh, it's a huge advantage in terms of, you know, tactical advantage. A lot of technology has evolved because it was focused on the military to begin with, and then it evolves into the civilian world, and you can kind of take those lessons learned and apply them and uh, get your costs down and different things. So it's a great opportunity for, for your company, I'm sure. Recently, Elon Musk, of course, Tesla is one of the biggest uh, battery companies in, in the world. They had their battery day. What sort of uh, takeaways did you get from his presentation and from, from Tesla in general? Yeah, it was it was really uh, you know not only just an interesting sort of look at you know the future of Tesla and the future of EVs, it was actually a really big momentum boost for Nanograph as well, and and certainly several others working on silicon nanotechnologies. You know, the big takeaway from Battery Day was 
Tesla's sort of aggressive pursuit at pushing the cost of batteries down um, to make electric vehicles accessible to everyone. You know, I, I think the number that most people talk about, uh, or at least had talked about before Battery Day, was you know we need to get the price down to about a hundred dollars per kilowatt hour for that battery. And if we can get it to a hundred dollars per kilowatt hour, you know that is parity with you know what it costs for a combustion engine. That's really been the goal, you know, and you know we're close, if not already there. What Elon said on Battery Day is no, we we want to get our batteries down to fifty dollars a kilowatt hour and everything that we're going to do, you know, from manufacturing to battery materials to battery design is going to be sort of ruthlessly focused on cost reduction. And, you know, again, Tesla actually has, has their own silicon technology uh, based on metallurgical silicon that they're going to be working on. And, and what it did is it really provided a validation for companies like Nanograph, because, you know, they're not talking about changing the lithium ion battery process, you know, how they make them, or, you know, the design of the battery is going to be a light, um, is going to be bigger, but it's still going to be sort of a wound cylindrical design. And, you know, it really sort of affirmed our strategy that, you know, low cost drop-in materials are really going to be the future and how we're going to make electrification of the economy happen. So for us, you know, and other companies that are sort of working on materials that are not only focused on performance, but cost, it was like a, it was a really big momentum boost for us. And, and just like I said, a, a real affirmation of our strategy. You know, we're certainly leveraging that in terms of our marketing and our own business development right now, because, you know, generally Tesla has, Tesla's picked um, the winners, or at least the winning strategy, most of the time over the past four or five years. There's been a lot of doubters. I have to say I was one of them for, for many years as well. You know, they seem to be doing the impossible. But it, it's hard to argue that they've got a great strategy. You know, I certainly wouldn't bet against the strategy, and, and it's sort of in line with what we thought as well. So very interesting for us, and, and yeah, big momentum boost. You mentioned that uh, Nanograph is based in Chicago. I think you have have an office out in California, and, and your manufacturing plant is in Japan. Can you explain why they have such a spread out uh, system? Yeah, sure. So, so the company is headquartered in Chicago. You know, the the company itself is a spin out from Northwestern University with you know contributions contributions from Argonne National Lab. There's just a lot of amazing battery work that comes out of the Chicagoland area. And, you know, we're very much committed to the Midwest. Um, we love being here. I, I personally live in San Francisco. So, you know, we do have a small office there that we share with our Japanese partner, JNC. And the reason that we're actually doing manufacturing in Japan is because of that partnership with JNC. You know, our strategy from the beginning has really been to stay lean, um, you know, we haven't raised a whole lot of money and, and we've relied on partners to be able to help us and you know, help us validate the technology and then also scale it. So, you know, we are um, we produce now at, at the 10 ton scale in Japan with our partner um, and, and we'll see where that goes. We know that we need to get to 500 and, and then a thousand tons very soon and uh, not to, to go back a little bit. But, you know, I think one of the other big things from Tesla Battery Day was 
this idea of Tesla bringing the supply chain back to the U.S. And that also got us very excited. You know, electrification has been much slower in the U.S. as compared to Asia and Europe. We're starting to see that change. And I think Tesla was a big part of that. You know, and, and hopefully, you know, our goal is, is to bring this technology back to the U.S., potentially, you know, have that sort of next level of scale here in the U.S. So we're exploring that as well. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But, you know, again, most of the Asian or sorry, most of the battery supply chain has traditionally been in Asia. Um, you know, most of the, the large battery companies are either based in Japan, Korea. Uh, or China. And so strategically, it made sense to, to locate the, the plant in Japan. You know, and maybe that changes. Hopefully it will, because we're obviously excited to bring batteries production back to the U.S. Um, and also potentially make our material here in the U.S. You know, you had talked about cost and and how from battery day, you know, $100 per kilowatt hour was it was kind of a goal. And, and Elon said 50, and that's what they're aiming for. How does Nanograph's technology factor into that? Is is it competitive? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, to be completely honest with you, one of the things I love about this company is even from the beginning, they've been focused on developing a technology that is created with very low-cost processes. And, you know, uh, again, I, I think it's it's quite in contrast to a lot of, a lot of other silicon and startup companies, you know, that use chemical vapor deposition or, or other types of, you know, ex- more expensive techniques. You know, the team here has always said, you know, how can we create the most valuable material using the least expensive materials and processes? Of course, graphene isn't terribly cheap right now. It's, it's certainly coming down and we only use a tiny amount of graphite or sorry, uh, tiny amount of graphene. But the processes themselves are used all over the world and in and, and very low cost ways. And what that allows us to do is create a material that can achieve number one, you know, cost parity with graphite, which is the material used now. You know, we can get to cost parity with graphite at only a 500 ton scale, um, which is where we're, we're getting to very soon. Uh, once we get to that thousand ton scale, we actually become cheaper than graphite on a kilowatt hour basis. So that's a great question. And I think it's one of the things that really differentiates us is, you know, once we get to a significant scale and a thousand tons is nothing, I, I can tell you that Tesla just for their own fleet of cars uses, you know, somewhere around 3000 tons a year. And, and as that electrification of cars and other, you know, aspects of the grid get electrified demand for batteries is going to go through the roof over the next few years so you know we it won't be very long until we are again cost parity with graphite and then much cheaper than graphite once we get to over a thousand tons and that's that's what makes us really competitive and and makes us really attractive i think well thank you chip for uh sharing the information and uh, is there any last words you'd like to throw in here before we wrap this up no, I, I appreciate you uh, doing the podcast. It's uh, it's certainly an exciting time to be in batteries. I mean, anyone that watched the Battery Day presentation realizes that, you know, the industry itself is really on the cusp of maybe a renaissance, maybe explosion, whatever you want to call it. But it's a really exciting time to be in batteries. It's going to be a uh, – it's going to be fun to see what happens. And, and we're excited to be at the right place, I think, with the right time to, to make this all happen. So thanks for 
thanks for the interview and uh, it's been great talking to you. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And I think you're right. I mean, I think energy storage in general, it, it's a great time to be involved. And I think it's got a bright future. And obviously, it's it's going to be exciting to see how it changes our way of life. It's a it's an interesting time for sure. Thanks. Thank you.